Afterbus TV's Chief Operating Officer, Phil Svitek, comes a weekly digital series that shares his insights, concepts, and findings from years of learning and mentorship. Welcome to Phil Svitek Podcast. Hello! No matter if it's your first time to the series or not, welcome! We are so glad you are taking the time out of your day to join us. My name is Phil Svitek, Afterbuzz TV's Chief Operating Officer since its inception back in 2011. Here at the network, in addition to producing amazing digital content, we aim to share our insights to help others grow. Today's lesson combines the two notions. What I mean by that is the Afterbuzz TV network produces over 100 shows in a single week. That level of productivity was and still is unheard of, especially at the size and scale at which we operate. One of the driving forces in this achievement is the continued art of striving to work at the speed of thought. It's a concept I can't take credit for. That honor goes to one of my favorite filmmakers, Robert Rodriguez. The idea of working at the speed of thought has a lot of layers, especially in terms of execution, which I'll go over in a moment. At its core though, the way I view it, it is that we as humans are excellent at coming up with ideas. I think I just, yeah. I just had an idea. We are not so good at being able to hold on to them. Hence why the biggest pieces of advice you'll ever receive in your life is to write things down. By the way, whenever possible, I still recommend pen and paper. There's all kinds of scientific data to show that you retain more information if you physically write it down on paper. But I digress. Back to the core concept of working at the speed of thought. Humans have lots of ideas, some good, some bad, But nonetheless, we all have lots of them. One of my biggest pet peeves, whether for myself or others, is when those good ideas don't get executed. I'm almost certain you can relate to that feeling in your own life. How many times have you thought of something brilliant but never gets done? You think about it, maybe from time to time, you'll say you'll get started, but then you never do. That's the problem with ideas, isn't it? They're a dime a dozen. It's the execution that matters. And working at the speed of thought, if truly done properly, eradicates the bottlenecks, frustrations, obstacles, and so on of the process in taking an idea from concept to conception. Allow me to first illustrate how exactly Robert Rodriguez applies this concept in his own work and then highlight the specifics that you can apply in your own work. Back in 2001, when his film Spy Kids came out, critics and audiences adored it alike. It was fun, entertaining, and it made lots of money at the box office. And the best part of all for the studio, it was cheap to make. That made the margins between cost and profit fantastic. It's what every business owner wants. Low overhead, high income. The movie cost him $35 million to make. For an indie movie, that may seem high, but not when you look at what Robert accomplished with that budget. The film featured lush production design, the most exotic of locations, sci-fi gadgets of all kinds, vehicles alike, elaborate set pieces, and about 500 visual effect shots. That's a lot, believe you me. How is all this possible? Here's what University of Kansas Film Studies professor Zachary Ingle writes in the book Robert Rodriguez Interviews. What made both movies on shoestring possible was Rodriguez's guerrilla filmmaking style. Developed in his teens as he made amateur films and epitomized by the one-man show that was El Mariachi, for which Rodriguez served as writer, producer, director, cameraman, sound mixer, and editor. The $7,000 budget for that project had left Rodriguez no choice but to do it all. He could not afford a crew. 
But the principles and methods he relied upon out of necessity on El Mariachi, he continued to apply out of preference on subsequent larger-scaled, bigger-budget shows, gaining him the reputation as a film industry maverick who eschewed standard movie production practices. Rodriguez says. Coming from a guerrilla type background, the Hollywood system of making movies never made any sense to me. It seemed like a step backward, not a step forward, because it was so difficult. If you have to run an obstacle course just to get to the paintbrush to the canvas, your painting is going to suffer. And that is what happens so often in films. That's it. We spent all this money and had all this talent, and this is the result. It's because the process is so convoluted, so strenuous, so wrong. Talk to any director, and he will tell you that one of the things he dislikes most about making a movie is the process. You should want to make a movie. Rodriguez came up with Spy Kids' thirty-five million dollar budget arbitrarily, just so he can restrain himself. Restraint for him brings about creativity. All right, enough anecdotes. Let's get concrete. What are the steps Rodriguez takes to accomplish this feat? Planning, organization, restraint, trial and error. A curious and inquisitive attitude and work ethic. When it comes to his movies, Rodriguez is a meticulous planner. He knows not only every shot he wants, but exactly how he's going to achieve it too. This saves him lots of shooting time and, more importantly, money. Now the beauty is that if something on set strikes him that's better than what he had planned, he'll know exactly how it fits into the larger context of things. But he has a safety net just in case that doesn't work. Next. Organization. If you strive to work at the speed of thought, you'll quickly be able to identify the areas that prohibit this. By way of example, have you ever wanted to write something down, but you don't have a pen or paper nearby? Or worse, you don't even know where they are? That's an extremely simple case of it. But take that concept to its furthest extreme. From my own experience, when I work with novice editors, they don't label or structure their clips properly, and therefore it takes them 30 seconds or more. Just to find the clip they're looking for, let alone the actual portion of that clip that they need in the timeline. By the time they have this, they've forgotten their train of thought or where it fits into the sequence that they're working on. Mind you, there's a difference between being organized and messy, which most people don't understand. Oftentimes, when I'm in the creative act, my desk looks like a tornado hit it. That's not me being disorganized. But it is being me deliberately messy. My mind knows exactly where these things are, and I can go to them in an instant, allowing me to work at the speed of thought. In fact, Google shares my standpoint on this philosophy and practice. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt writes that on his first day, he asked the head of facilities to clean up the place. Next day, co-founder Larry Page emailed, "Where did all my junk go? I want you to bring it back now." Business Insider explains that Page's reaction made Schmidt realize that he had mistakenly toyed with the fabric of Google's culture. He is now a convert to the Google lifestyle and says that you should let your employees make a mess of their desks if it's a natural expression of their creativity and doesn't hamper their productivity. The last part is key: don't make a mess and just use the fact that you're a creative person as a means of justifying that mess. You have to have output. You have to knock out tasks. Your mess cannot impede you. It has to help you. If you find yourself looking for things that you need—notes, pens, sticky pads—then you are disorganized. So that's planning and organization. Let's talk about restraint, or you can interchange it with constraints. Either works. When you have limitations placed on you, and you really want to get something done, you want to solve something. 
you'll find a creative solution, a new solution. It doesn't have to be 100% completely new. It can combine two or more pre-existing techniques from somewhere else. You ever hear the quote, necessity is the mother invention? The quote goes on to include, a need or problem encourages creative efforts to meet the need or solve the problem. By the way, this saying is practically as old as time as it first appeared in the dialogue Republic by the ancient Greek philosopher Plato. Now, we've covered half the layers of being able to work at the speed of thought. We've talked about planning, organization, and restraints. The fourth is trial and error. Think about it. If you want to do things in a different and new way, you have to test out those methods. You won't get them right on your first go-around. It's the famous adage, we learn from our failures. Use that to your advantage. Fail often. Fail often indeed, but fail quickly too. Have an idea and test it out in a way that it's in its simplest form. Rodriguez doesn't have an idea, then go shoot it right away. As mentioned earlier, he plans it. He writes it down into a script and sees if it works. Then he sketches out a storyboard for himself. Then he may use animatronics to do a fast rendition of it with moving images that represent the storyboard, and so on and so on. By the time he gets to the editing phase of his movies, he's just laying his shots. He already knows he has pre-selected. At every phase before that, he has a chance to adjust and see if something is working or not. It saves him time and money. Let's discuss a curious and inquisitive attitude and what that means. It means questioning things in a healthy way. Why do we have to do this like this? Is there a better way to do it? What if we tried this? Hollywood wrote the book on filmmaking, of course, but that doesn't mean it's the only way to make movies. Rodriguez and other successful indie directors have proven this, and this applies to all industry. Technology and human beings are advancing so much that there's always a better way to do something tomorrow. We all must strive to improve day to day. Look at AfterBuzz TV. I was in college back in 2006 to 2010. Podcasting wasn't an industry when I went. It was barely a technology. Now it's a full-fledged industry. If I, along with co-founders Kevin Onegaro and Maria Menounos, didn't question everything at the time of inception, where would we be? We wouldn't have made this possible by asking these questions with the notion of working at the speed of thought ever present in our minds, you'll become as effective as we did. Gary Keller and Jay Papasan write in their book, The One Thing, that you want to ask yourself, What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I couldn't have said it better myself. Now we're at the last step. We've gone over planning. We've gone over organization, restraints, trial and error, and now we've talked about a curious, inquisitive attitude. Finally, work ethic. People talk about work ethic and they often glamorize it thinking they're working hard. We'd all like to think so, wouldn't we? But there's a humility that comes with work ethic. You have to humble yourself and wear a lot of hats. Sometimes we feel it's best to delegate tasks out to other people and may unnecessarily do so. There's an art to delegation, which I'll teach at one point, but in general, look to not delegate. Do yourself. It may be harder at first, but you'll learn those skills in time. You may develop a new method because someone else may do it the way it's always been done throughout history, which by you doing it the new way could save time and money. We have traditions for everything. How to sleep, how to eat, how to work. You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. 
I don't know. Plus, you'll have the satisfaction that you were the one to do it. It is your accomplishment, not someone else's. Now, mind you, that's not a license to be a dictator or bossy. Lots of projects, both creative and otherwise, are still collaborative and should be viewed as such. Watch Robert Rodriguez's films. He's writing, directing, producing, shooting, editing, composing, all those things. At AfterBuzz, the way we pump out hundreds of shows weekly, again, something no one else has replicated, is because everyone here, from top to bottom, wears multiple hats and understands the benefits of doing so. Plus, it makes you more diversified, therefore more valuable in the marketplace. And there you have it, the six subsets of working at the speed of thought. So you can take your ideas and actualize them. Apply this every day, and little by little you'll see results. I know I've highlighted Robert Rodriguez within my examples, but that's just because he's the one who introduced me to this concept. And thanks to him, I used it to help build AfterBuzz TV into what it is today, which is truly a leader in TV discussion content. I hope you've enjoyed this, and I can't wait to see the creative results you have. As always, here's some quotes to help reinforce today's lessons on working at the speed of thought. At one time, I thought the most important thing was talent. I think now that the young man or the young woman must possess or teach himself, train himself in infinite patience, which is to try and to try and to try until it comes right. The most important thing is insight, that is curiosity to wonder, to mull, and to muse why it is that man does what he does. And if you have that, then I don't think the talent makes much difference whether you've got that or not. One, start where you are with what you have. Two, try not to hurt other people. Three, take more chances. Four, if you fail, keep trying. For every minute spent organizing, an hour is earned. We keep moving forward, opening new doors, and doing new things because we're curious. And curious keeps leading us down new paths. A man's mind is stretched by a nude idea or sensation and never shrinks back to its former dimensions. Just a few final things before you head off. First, the transcript of this episode is available in the description. That way you can review the lesson at your convenience. Also, for your benefit, we've included a scientific article on the actual speed of thought. It's a very interesting read, so check it out. Before you go, leave a comment with any thoughts, questions, opinions you may have so Phil or I can respond. If you enjoy this video, please be sure to hit that like button and let your friends and your family members know about it. If you'd like to be notified when future episodes release, be sure to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Lastly, if you're a new host in the LA area and would like to join AfterBuzz TV, visit AfterBuzz TV's website contact page. A direct link is provided. Or, of course, you can tweet at PhilSpeedTech or Instagram me at BonjourJuliet. Thanks for watching. I'm Juliet Bieber, a producer on the show, and we'll see you next Monday with another one of Phil's Life Lessons.